Hallelujah. Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Okay. Let me just take this off my screen. All right. Great. Um, we're going to be talking about today, we're going to talk about or back to the backsliding. Back to backsliding. And I, 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 I want, I want to tell you something. I'm going to talk about, or we're going to learn about the symptoms of backsliding. But before I progress, I want you to understand something. Can you hear me clearly? Yes. Okay. Sounds like it's a little bit low to my hearing. Okay. I want you to understand something. The moment you acknowledge that you are going off course, the moment any one of us acknowledges that we are going off course, when we turn to acknowledge his presence, when we turn to acknowledge him as father and the son as our life, we are brought immediately back into a place as if we never went off course. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. yeah. This is very important because because religion makes us feel that because we have done this and because we have done that and because we, 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 we have deviated even for this long, we have to take steps. We need time. We need to do this and that and that and that to be brought back into fellowship. But let me tell you something. The burden is never on us to fix anything because we are not able to do it. Unfortunately, some few people do some few things and they experience breakthrough and they use that as a basis. Why they are ahead and why they, they, they have access and why, why they can have confidence or boldness to access God's grace and all that. It's not true. It's not true. Please. Please, I'm going to talk about symptoms of backsliding, but I need you to understand that the Holy Spirit's presence is to always cause you never to go off. And when you go off, it is his work to bring conviction to you that son, daughter, your trust in the Lord is going off. It's going down. You are now beginning to trust in yourself and in your ability and in your understanding and in your ability to make sense to yourself. You are going off. He doesn't, his emphasis is not even in exactly what you are doing. That is why Jesus said that when he comes, he will convict you of sin. And that sin is the sin of unbelief. Not believing, not trusting that his word is final, that he's faithful. That he is who he says he is. That he does what he says he will do. He never fails. That trust 
It's all every one of us need. It's all everybody needs to first of all to become a Christian and two, to continue living the life, the new life that you have when you become a Christian. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. This is very important. So that you never ever have to try and fix anything before you feel like, oh, now God will hear me when I pray. You never ever have to do that. And that also eliminates the comparisons that we have amongst, you know, ministers have comparisons among themselves. Uh, the church people have comparisons. It's like you, when you pray, God will hear you more, but I am not so sure. Why? Why? Why is that? Because, because the devil, the enemy, when he comes, he makes you, he, he brings your attention to you. And he knows that there's no human being who can stand toe to toe with him. When it comes to reasoning, there's no human being on earth. Nobody. It's only the son. And God has put to us in his son. The frustration, the only, let me, let, let's, let, let's go straight to the scripture so that you can, you can see where I'm coming from. So, so just, just to refresh, let's go to that scripture again, Jeremiah 2, verse 13. Look at that scripture, Jeremiah 2, verse 13. Jeremiah 2, verse 13. Jeremiah 2, verse 13. Can you give it to me, um, Chris? It says, talks about, says they have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. Jeremiah 2, verse 13. It says, for my people have committed two evils. Remember, this was the primary scripture that we were using when you were touching on the backsliding. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. Now, notice that God is not saying that he has driven anybody out of his presence. He is not saying that he has prevented you. He's not saying that he's gonna, he has done something to prevent you from accessing the fountain. But it is my people, my people, my God is saying, my people, my sons and my daughters, the ones whom I sent my son to redeem, to bring an end, to bring an end to the nature that had ruled them unto damnation. And now I have made them my sons and daughters. I have given them my nature, the new nature. But my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. And that's the second thing. They have hewed them out. They have hewed them out, sisters. Broken cisterns that can hold no water because when you forsake him, you must now do something for life. You must do something to help yourself. And so when he says that my, 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 my people are forsaking me, what they now have done is that they are now hewing out 
cisterns, broken cisterns, cisterns that can hold no water. So everything that we, 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 we try to do to bring peace, to bring joy, to bring soundness of mind, to bring healing, well-being, to make our families work, to make our relationships work, to make our career move forward, to make things come together beautifully. They are called broken cisterns that hold no water. And so it doesn't matter how much money you're able to, 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 to work hard, to acquire. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how secure you have made your environment. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you live. You know, when COVID came, you will think that Africans will be, will be dying like crazy. But Africa recorded the least of deaths. Rather, the so-called Western most developed world experienced the greatest number of deaths. Why? Because it is not to the swift. It's not to the one who has prepared the wildest, the, the strongest horse. That I, because I have these horses in place. Oh, safety is my portion. No, 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 no. No, it is the Lord. It is the Lord. It is the Lord. It is not your preparation. It is not how balanced. It is not how careful you have been to put all things in place. It is not how you have guarded your house and your children and your husband and your wife. And, yeah. and you have made sure that there's an, there's an X amount of money in your account. It's yeah. none of these. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 this morning I had an impression to tell you all that. Hmm, I don't know. It's a scripture which the Lord was just bringing to my attention. And I, I, I feel I must tell you. Um, wow. When I mentioned that, it just, it, just, it just came. I didn't write it. But I think I must share it before I proceed. I believe it's... I believe it's Philippians 1. I'm, I'm sorry for the interruption, but I think you must hear it. Um, Philippians 1, I believe, verse 28. Where is your phone? Don't ever come here. Can you? So, 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 guys, pay attention. Though. Pay attention. I'm just going to just drift off just one second and come right back. Give me, give me Philippians 1, 28. It says, and in nothing, and in nothing terrified or and in nothing astonished, and in, no, and in nothing amazed, or is saying that don't come under any influence. Don't allow yourself to come under any influence. It says, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them, which is to them, meaning that the enemy is going to, the enemy is your adversary, and he has things planned. He has things to shake. So that you, 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 you'll be amazed, you'll be astonished, and, and you will think that I must do this, I must, I must do this and get this in place, and I must, I must make sure that this is in order. God is telling us that we should not be astonished by anything that the enemy puts on display. And when we do this, when you are not astonished, he's saying, it says, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of his salvation 
and that salvation it is of God and that perdition that is coming upon your adversaries it is also God who has designed and orchestrated it can you understand what I'm saying yeah this is so important maybe give it to me in the amplified version I think my my camera crawls a little bit better amplified version So you can see it. I, I, I think it's very important to see this. And in no way be alarmed or intimidated in anything. Don't be alarmed. Do not be alarmed. And do not allow yourself to be intimidated in anything by your opponents. Now, the, remember that we have one opponent. His name is the devil, Satan, Lucifer. Are you with me? Yeah. 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 It says, and in no way be alarmed. No matter what is happening, don't be alarmed. Don't be intimidated. Don't be astonished. Don't say, what? God, how can this happen to me? Don't do that. Ah, sh- I learned something also, but uh, don't worry. Uh, let's go. Says, by your opponents, for such constancy and fearlessness on your part, when you are constant and say, I know in whom I have believed. That's what it means to be constant. I know this is happening before me, but I, I know the one in whom I have believed. It says for such constancy and fearlessness on your part is a clear sign, a proof, and a seal for them of their impending destruction, but a clear sign for you of deliverance and salvation and that too from the father himself hallelujah wow do you guys like this yes yes you have need of this please you have need to pay heed to this but you see you see i cannot just tell you that oh don't worry and you're not gonna worry no 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 anybody who does not worry has something that he's standing upon are you with me yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody yes. who is not worrying yeah. has something he is standing upon. Now, the problem is that when the enemy is coming, unless you are standing upon the sure promise of Jesus himself, when you, unless you are standing on Jesus, you are standing on what he has done. You are standing on who he is and where he sits now. He is not trying to figure out what he will, what he will do. He knows yeah. exactly what he will do. And so when your confidence is being built on him, not on what is happening or what is not happening. No, 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 no. He said this. He said this is enough. That is how your confidence arises. Otherwise, otherwise you'll be shaken. It doesn't matter what you have put together. It doesn't matter what you have in place. You'll be shaken and, and all that you have to your name can be can be brought to zero in an instant. But the sure word that we have is that we should not be alarmed. Why? It's the Lord. Since your deliverance and salvation, it's from him. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. So let's go back. So, so God said that my people have forsaken me and have healed for themselves wells or cisterns something that is meant to contain or give life, you know, something that is, is, is supposed to. The reason why we go to work every day is so that you can have money that can take care of all the bills that arises, you know, in the course of life. 
The reason why you 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 have this or you have you've built a house so that in any case whatever happens there's a place of rest and no matter what is happening you have a place where you can sleep you have clothes to wear to keep you warm you have food to eat and all that that is that is why you you, you do all these things you know so so god is saying that but when you forsake me and what you are now doing to bring life has become your fuck of course when you forsake him that's all you must do but the problem is that they are all called broken cisterns, broken cisterns, broken cisterns, wells that do not or cannot contain water. And that is called backsliding. So you have been brought to the father. He says you are my people, but you have forsaken him. That is called backsliding. Are you with me? Yeah. You, are, you have left him. He has not driven you out. You have left him. You have left him. Now, let me tell you something. There is no one of us, there is no believer who will gladly forsake the Lord or who would backslide unless you have been deceived. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. yes. Unless you have been deceived. Unless you have been deceived. And the reason why it is so easy for every Christian to be deceived is because there's an adversary. He's smarter than every one of us. And when he comes, when he comes, he brings the attention on you. He causes you to see what must be done. He causes you to dwell on what is happening around you. He causes you to see to see things by yourself and what needs to be done to get it fixed. When you attempt to do it, you find out that it's not working. You become frustrated. And anything that brings frustration, listen, you can hang on so long. It's true. After some time, find out that I'm tired. True or false? True. Yes. True. Yes, that's how it is. That's how it is. And so, and that is why many Christians backslide. This is why many Christians backslide. Their fire begins to go down. Their, their love for the Lord begins to go down. It's because the abundance of frustration. And the frustration is only because the enemy is waning in deceiving them into thinking that they must do this. They are the ones who are supposed, who are supposed to do this. And because they're not doing it well. And nobody can do it well anyway. You'll find out that the results that you are looking for, it will, and, and, and the enemy knows it. He knows it. So now, so now, let's talk about some of the symptoms that you see. Now, we understand, all of you, I believe, understand what symptoms are. Look at, look at um, Luke 21. Luke 21. Verse 25. When you look at Luke 21, it says, And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity the sea and the waves roaring so so these are signs or symptoms hallelujah yeah, amen. now so symptoms or signs are supposed to give an indication 
of something that otherwise would not be obvious. Does that make sense? Yes. So, so for example, there's a direct correlation between the functionality of your liver, how well your liver is functioning and your well-being. For example, you know, Bishop says that Bishop says that when the hand of a patient shows certain signs, it is an indication of a serious disease in the liver. What has the hand got to do with the liver? They are so far apart anyway. But it may surprise you to know that a shaking and jacking hand could indicate liver failure. Are you with me? Yes. Like, 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 like um, the eyes becoming yellowish. What does that indicate? Yeah. What does that indicate? Jaundice. Jaundice. What is jaundice? Nobody's telling me. Is it a kidney? Is it a liver? What is it? Liver, liver, liver. Very good. So, 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 so look at, can you see your liver? No. Have you seen your liver before? No. Okay. But you know you have a liver, right? Yeah. So you find out that something's happening <laughs> in your liver. It's deteriorating. And, and, the, and the way we know is that it has become so bad now that there are signs or symptoms showing on your eyes. Do look at say, ah, you may be suffering from jaundice. Why? H how can you tell that? Have you seen my liver? How do you know that my liver is not functioning well? How are you telling me that I have jaundice? Meaning, meaning, meaning my liver is not functioning well. How do you, how do you say that? It's because what is happening in your eyes is a sign or a symptom of what is actually happening in an organ that is not visible. Does that make sense? Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. 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 So, so many things happen that are indication or indications of the symptoms of the soul. Hallelujah. So number one, bad company, bad company, bad company. When, when, when you begin to enjoy the company of unbelievers, when you begin to enjoy the company of people who do not love this Jesus whom you say you love, they have no regard for God. They, 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 they don't believe any of the things that you believe, but you enjoy their company. You enjoy their company. Listen to me. There are times when you are forced to be with them because of work, because of school and all that. But you will find out that any opportunity you can get to be away from them, you choose it. Why? Read the scripture. There is, there is, there is, there is a scripture which says that Evil communication, it corrupts good, what? Morals. You see it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Evil communication corrupts good morals. So, so when you come to the place where you are comfortable and join, Bear with me for one second, please. Yeah, look at the scripture. First Corinthians 15, verse 23. First Corinthians 15, verse 
Oh, actually, verse 33. Sorry. First Corinthians 15, verse 33. 33. It says, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Evil communications corrupts good manners or good morals. Whatever, whatever you, 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 you receive, even, even in the natural world, whatever a child receives from home, mother is doing her best to make sure that this child grows up properly. Father is doing the same thing. But when this child goes to school and begins to interact with people who are not receiving that same degree of discipline from their homes, the communication that ensues or that goes forth, it begins to corrupt all the efforts that mother has been trying to put into this daughter or this son. Are you with me? Yes. Yeah. So now, when as a Christian, you begin to enjoy the company of people who do not have respect for your God. You, they don't have respect for your God. They speak out of whatever makes sense to them. They are driven by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, which is something that you are guarding against because it is not far from you. But these ones don't even know why we should even do that. I, I, I say what I want to say. I watch whatever I want to watch. I go to wherever I want to go. And these are the people that you, you, you love to company with. It's a symptom. It's a symptom. Be it known unto you that it is a symptom. Hallelujah. Can you give me my people, please? Yeah, be it known unto you that it is a symptom. You know, in Ghana, there's an adage or saying that goes like, um, show me your friend and I will show you your character. Now, it's true. It is true. So you can tell the kind of a person you are by just looking at the kind of friends you have. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So the company you keep, it yeah. speaks loudly as to who you are. And so I can tell, oh, this is your good, this is your friend. Ah, I know you then. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm meeting you for the first time, but I know your friend, the one who you call your friend. I know him. And if he's your friend, then I know you now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so within every, every last church, there are smaller groups of Christians. When you observe these groups, you will discover that they are people with the same kind of feather. The friends you move with will either lead you to church. Let me say, lead you into knowing Christ more. Or lead you into now beginning to have no love for the one who you call Savior. And so if you are a real believer and you want to remain in Christ, you must guard against having friends who don't have the same respect for what you believe. That's number one. Yeah, that's number one. Now, number two. See, this is why, this is why we even, we even, we even, we, we are even careful to say that, be careful, be careful the woman or the man you are, you are going to marry. Be careful. Why? Why? Now, if there's anybody that you're going to keep company with for, for the longest of time, who is it going to be? Your, Your spouse. spouse. Aha. Aha. Is it possible to be with your spouse and not be influenced by your spouse? 
is yeah. impossible. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter who you you say, oh, my wife, my wife is so she's so quiet. <laughs> oh, this woman is so quiet, she can't even she can't even shout. <laughs> uh, sometimes just not just mm-hmm. silence, silence alone. Silence alone manipulates you into mm-hmm. doing things that she wants. Just silence. She says she's saying anything, no, she's not saying anything, but her silence alone will force you to do everything you she wants you to do. Because yeah. you want peace. You want, you want peace because this, this is your house. This is the place that when you go and they bombard you, this is the only place you come into. And when you come to, there's no peace. You say, listen, I'm going to work at it. So whatever it takes for me to bring peace into the house, I'll do it. And what I've noticed is that this is what she likes. I'm going to do it. What are you doing? You are being influenced or affected by your wife or by your husband. I, I get what I'm trying to say. Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's impossible not to be influenced by your spouse. So... So you, you, you have to be careful that this person is also restrained by the word. He fears the Lord. He fears what, what, God, what God says. So that when any issue is brought up and when there is any, 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 any issue at stake and then the word of God is brought in, he or she becomes, okay, so what does it mean? So, so what, is, what is the Lord saying in this matter? Is he, he's paying attention or she's paying attention. Why? Because he has respect for the, 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 the word that you have lifted up. But if you find somebody who doesn't have respect for it, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter what, what, what you think will, 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 what benefits you think will come your way. You are dead meat. Now, now, number two, number two is looking backwards. Everybody say looking backwards. Looking backwards. Looking backwards. Now, in Genesis chapter 19, verse 17, look at the book of Genesis chapter 19, verse 17. Let's look at it. Genesis 19, verse 17. Y'all remember the story of Lot and his wife, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, Escape for thy life, escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Don't stay anywhere in the plain. Don't stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. Huh. It's a direct instruction. It's a direct instruction. Don't look back. She was told. Oh, they were told. But we find out that Lot's wife made a terrible mistake. She was the only member of the family who looked back. But please tell me, why did she look back? You know, just to save time. Why did she, why did she look, look back? What made the wife look back? Can you, maybe, maybe let's do the scriptures. Go, go to verse 18. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go down quickly. Because of what she was missing. Exactly. Because of what she was going to lose. Because this is all that she has known. This is all that she has known. Now you're saying, as you, as you what? Leave everything behind. Leave everything behind and go to this mountain. Not even anywhere near this place. Because they, they do not. 
settle in this place, but go to the mountain. And if you look at the, the, the argument and listen to him, oh, not so, my Lord, look, go down, go down quickly. Let me, <laughs> it's very interesting. <laughs> Behold now, thy servant has found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast shown to me in saving my life, and I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me and I die. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm it, 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 it's, it's very interesting can you see how his mind is working can you see that which you are afraid of is not that which is going to take you out yeah. wow I don't know if I'm, if I'm making sense to you yeah huh yeah huh now go down to Um, let me see. Yeah, go down to the next verse and then go to verse, verse 22. We don't have time. We don't have time. Verse 22. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou become thither or till you get out of this place. I'm waiting. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zoa. Next verse. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zohar. Next verse. 24. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. Verse 26. But his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. Now, the reason why the wife looked back was because she, in her heart, she was thinking of all that he was going to lose. Now, I don't know, but as I'm talking to you about this, uh, you know, it, it's very important that the thing that we need for life, the thing that we need for godliness, the thing that we need to be safe, the thing that we need to even accomplish God's purposes, listen to me. It is God himself who will provide every one of them. And it is God himself who will deliver us to accomplish them. And he does not want that burden to be on us. But he must be allowed to be in charge. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. All, all that she did was to love what she was leaving behind. Even though those things are going to be destroyed for her own sake. Because Bible said that lots of vexed his righteous soul with all that was happening there. Are you with me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let me just tell you a story that um, Bishop wrote. He says, I always remember the story of a lady who stood before a Christian group to testify. She happily recounted what she had done as an unbeliever. I used to go out with many men. They will pick me up to party with me at nightclubs and discos. I danced all night with them. It was great, she said. With great excitement in her voice, she told the Christians, I traveled all over the world with them. We really had a good time. Then her voice dropped, and she sadly said, but I got saved, and here I am in church. You see it? Yes. But I got saved, and here I am 
in church. It's like all those great moments have come to an end. Why? Because I'm born again. What is, in, what is exactly, what, what is actually in her heart? To her, salvation was rather the bad thing that happened to her. Yeah. It was as though being saved was an unfortunate experience. This woman was looking back to the expensive cars, the Chinese restaurants, and the good times she, has, she had had as an unbeliever. If you keep on thinking and remembering your past sinful life, with nostalgia, you will turn into a pillar of salt. Wow. When you see a married woman who talks with excitement about her past boyfriend, then you are looking at a woman who may not be happy where she is. It is most probable that she may want to go back to her great guy, so-called great guy. You will go back if you keep looking back. And you will fall if you keep looking backwards. Wow. So if there is a longing, if there's a longing in your heart to go backwards or to look backwards, then you are manifesting a dangerous symptom of backsliding. Come before the Lord. Acknowledge that mm, something has been offensive about you. And now you are forsaking it. Hallelujah. Amen. It must die. It must die. Number three. Are you guys with me so far? Yes. yes. The third one is overconfidence, or I will use the word carelessness. 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 You see, the Bible says in First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. Give me First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 12. Quickly, please. Wherefore, let him, now notice though, wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth, take heed, lest he fall. Please pay attention to this scripture very well. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth, take heed, lest he fall. Hmm. When you look at the, 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 um, the passion, it says, so beware if you think it could never happen to you. Please give it to me in the, in the, in the passion. Give that scripture to me in the passion, if you can, please. It says, so beware, beware, beware. You know, like beware of dogs. <laughs> beware, Be beware. Bring your, mind, bring your mind and attention to bear on this truth. If you think it could never happen to you, beware. If you think it could never happen to you, lest your pride becomes your downfall. Now, what does it mean? What does this exactly mean? Now, understand this. Understand this. 
Every one of us, every one of us. Okay, give me, give me, give me, give me my people, please. Every one of us has been saved from a nature. Are you with me? Yes. Yeah. That nature was so domineering. It was so dominating. It was so overpowering that no one could ever come out of its influence. Nobody. You, you cannot do anything that God wants you to do to come out of that nature. So all of us, every one of us needed a savior. You know, it's like somebody has fallen into, into a hole, a very, a, very, a very big hole or deep hole. There is nothing, there is no way the person can come out except or until something is let into the hole mm -hmm. so the person is able to be taken out of it. Does that make sense? Yes. Very good. This is the condition, the situation of every human being born of a woman. Until God himself made a provision for the salvation. That provision is in the sun. Now, listen to me. This is very important. When you come out, when you come out, when you come out, you are not going to live or continue to live as you. Pay attention, no, please. Pay attention. You are not going to continue living as you. It is the life of the one who saved you. It is that new life that you are now going to live. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Because this is the truth, you will find out that there is only one thing for every Christian to do. To be careful that you are always and only found in this one who has saved you. Does that make sense? Yeah. When the enemy comes, Listen, when the enemy comes, he has only one goal. He has only one goal. The goal, the goal, the goal is to get you from seeing yourself only in the sun, in the one who has saved you. That is his, that is his only goal. Because when he comes to you and you are so conscious, you are so aware of the life, Christ, who is our life, Christ, who is your life. When you are aware of the Christ who is your life, he has nothing against you. Why? Because he, can't, he cannot bring anything against the Christ. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. That is why Jesus instituted that communion. In as often as you do this, first of all, do it often. And as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. Don't, don't bring yourself into the equation. Don't try to fix anything. Don't try to make everything, anything work. You can't. The enemy will, will crush you, will crush you. Don't do it. You can't know how to marry. You can't know how to relate. You can't know how to function as a father, as a mother, as a sibling. As, you, you cannot. But just... Do everything, only remembering me, what I paid to become your life. And now the life that I am going to live in you. So now, anyone who now begins to think that he is standing, he is standing. Listen, up. you are safe because of you.
or because of what you do for God, or because of what you give to God, or, or you give to the cause of Christ, or you do, you do. It says, be careful. Be careful because you are standing. You are standing on the full basis of the Christ. And everything that you are able to do, you are doing on, in the person, on the basis of the Christ. But if the focus now comes on you, which is what the enemy will do. And so when he comes, he says, you see what you did last night? You see what you did just five minutes ago? This is why you're not the kind of person who should pray this prayer because God wants listen to you. Immediately, you must shout and say, shut up. The person you are talking about is, does not exist. It is Christ. The moment you do that, he must flee. He must flee. That is why you submit to God and then you resist. You don't resist before you submit to God. Did you get it? Yes. And so, and so, and so the enemy wants you to become careless of the work that Jesus has accomplished for you and therefore has made you. So if you become careless of it and now you begin to think that, oh, God loves me because I'm his daughter, because of what I do for him, because of me, I go to church every Sunday, I give to the missions, I, I pray, I read my word, I do things. That's why I'm special to God. Listen, you, 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 are, on a, you are on a very dangerous ground. And because you are on a dangerous ground, you are now comparing yourself with others because others are not like you, meaning that they don't do what you do to lay hold or demand on God's love like you are doing. That's what you are thinking. When that thing comes to you, you are about to fall a fall that it's going to be so terrible because the, this is where the enemy wants you. But anytime you come on the basis of Jesus' obedience, Anytime you come on the basis of Jesus' faithfulness, am I preaching to you or I'm just talking crap? Yeah, we are here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so that scripture, it's, it's so important that you, 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 you don't become careless. Don't become careless of who he has made you, what the price he has paid for you, and what he says you are now. Don't become careless about it. Don't let anything communicate to you otherwise. Don't let your feelings, don't let your emotions, don't let even what you are feeling in your body communicate to you and make you doubt what he says. Because your senses cannot lay hold of truth. Otherwise, you would never have bought a bad, made a bad purchase. You would never have made a bad purchase. How many of you have made some bad purchase before? How many of you have bought something you find out that it was a very stupid mistake? I mean, you, 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 you bought something that is called matricule. <laughs> That's what it is. Yes. That's what it is. It's, you saw it. Didn't you see it? Yeah. You handled it. You, you, you went and touched it. And you said, ah, I like this. And you took it home for only one week to find out that it was a foolish buy. But... But all your, all your education, all your, your, your smartness, all your so-called wisdom couldn't deliver you from... <laughs> hey! So we must be careful that we do not 
come under the influence of our own flesh thinking and all that, we should be very careful. So that is why when you see a believer going off, the first thing you do is to pray for the believer that he will come quickly back. He will, he will realize it. When you see an unbeliever, the same thing. And when they are manifesting their nature, your cry, there should be a cry inside you. Mm. Oh, Father, that they also shall come. That they also shall come to the knowledge of the truth. Because only the truth is able to deliver us all. Set us free. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Do not laugh at people. Yeah. You know, David was somebody who was pursued by Saul to kill him and all that. But you know that when, 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 when Saul, I mean, when, I mean, the downfall of Saul, David was so careful. Do you know what he said? Because he could have, he could have, he could have, he could have, I mean, when he heard that he was dead, he would have said, oh, yeah, foolish man. That's not God's anointed. You shouldn't have, you should never have touched God's anointed like me. <laughs> You've been pursuing me, trying to finish me. God has dealt with you. God has taken care of my enemy. But no, 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 no. Not David. You know what he said? Let's read it. Let's read it quickly. Second Samuel chapter one, verse 20. Second Samuel chapter one, verse 20. He knew how Saul came to sit in the office that he was sitting. He knew. That it was God. It was not Saul who organized and orchestrated to come there. No, 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 no. He knew it was God. And so even if this Saul has fallen to this state, please give me 2 Samuel chapter 1, verse 20. 2 Samuel 1. Very good. Very good. Look at it. Wow. 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 This Saul had a problem of stubbornness, disobedience, everything entered into consulting witchcraft and everything. But look at what he said. Tell it not in Gath. Publish it not in the streets of Ascalon, lest the daughters of the Philistines rejoice, lest the daughters of the uncircumcised triumph. Ask yourself, is this the heart cry of believers for their fellow believers? Don't announce it. Don't announce it among the unbelievers. Don't, 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 don't publicize it. Don't, don't go proclaiming it to people who don't fear our God and our Christ. Don't. They tell it not in God. Publish it not in the streets of Ascalon. Lest the daughters of unbelievers, the daughters of uncircumcised people who don't have any respect for Jesus and the cross and salvation. Oh. Oh, Jesus, deliver us from ourselves, Lord. Deliver us. Oh, but the sons of God rejoice at the attack and the onslaught on the fellow sons and daughters. It says, lest the daughters of the Philistines rejoice, lest the daughters of the uncircumcised triumph. Oh, we, like, we rise up against each other. We fight against each other. We, we are looking for distractions upon others. That we don't know. But God is talking to us. Are you surprised that David is called a man after God's heart? When he knows that this is what God has worked with, whether it has become nothing or it has fallen or something, he says, I, 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 I don't have anything to say about this matter. 
it was my father who was at work. This is the outcome. I know that. This is what has happened. I know that. But I, can't, I, 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 I cannot condemn. It's changing. I tell you. Amen. You are going to experience Amen. a baptism, eh? a baptism of the sons and daughters, where the deception that the enemy has wrought in our midst will be sucked out. Our eyes will open and say, what? Is this how I was behaving? Oh, yeah. But it's past. It's history. Hallelujah. Amen. The new way of life is birthing. It's coming forth. Halle oh, man. Are you guys blessed with God's word today? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is Christian surprises. Christian, everybody say Christian surprises. <laughs> Christian <Yeah>. surprises. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Christian surprises. You know? Bishop writes and he says that Christian surprises are surprises that are unique to the Christian experience. These are shocks that you experience in the course of your Christian walk. Unfortunately, some people get so shocked by what they see and hear in church or the experience in their own life that it actually makes them fall away. But as we grow as Christians, we will encounter these Christian surprises. Most of us are quite naive when we become Christians. We think we have come into a perfect world. <laughs> so when, when the so-called born-again saints disappoint us, we become so amazed. We become so amazed. We can't believe that it is true. But the Bible says that we should not be amazed. Well, probably that's why I share with you that we should not, we should not be shocked. We should not, we should not be surprised. A shocked or amazed Christian can easily fall away from the faith. Look at 1 Peter 3, verse 6. 1 Peter 3, give it to me in the amplified version. First Peter 3, verse 6. Wow. See that scripture that we read? See that scripture that we read? That let he who think that he stands, let him, let him take heed, lest he fall. The next scripture says that, the next scripture admonishes us to, 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 to with humility, with humility bear each other. Are you with me? With humility bear, bear each other. Humility. It's so important that you look at somebody, another, a fellow believer, who is struggling with anything. And knowing that it is grace that is, that is making you stand against the onslaught of attack, you also pray that grace will also overwhelm the person, that he also takes a stand and rule over the elements. Hallelujah. Amen. Now look at, look at 1 Peter 3, 6. It says, just as Sarah obeyed Abraham, following him and having regard for him as head of their house, 
calling him Lord. And you have become her daughters. If you do what is right without being frightened. Wow. <laughs> without being frightened by any fear. It's amazing that he's connecting Sarah's obedience with being afraid. Because Sarah was told by her husband, get up. I've, told, I've already told all the, 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 the camel drivers. I've told all the laborers. I've told all my servicemen. I've told everybody that we are going next week. I'm, so I, I need you to come along with me. That we are going to, we are going somewhere. <laughs> when you read a book, you find out something. That it's, it's so difficult to tell a woman something without breaking it down for her to receive it. That's what, they, that's what the fallen angel observed. He says, man, these beings are so lovely but complex. <laughs> it's, it's so difficult to tell a woman, God said we should go. And then you're going. He said, why didn't you ask her where we are going? Why didn't you ask God where, you're, where, where we are going? <laughs> anyway, so... Just as Sarah obeyed Abraham, following him, having regard for him as head of their house, calling him Lord, following this man to a place that the man himself does not know where. <laughs> Are you with me? Yeah. And yes. he was not afraid that this is a man whom you have married, you have joined yourself to him, wherever he goes, and whatever happens to him will happen to you. Obviously, of course, you are one, right? And he, your head is saying that we are going, you're going somewhere. Where? He himself doesn't even know. And you also are following him. Are you with me? Yes. Are you not afraid? He says, he says you have become her daughters. If you do what is right without being frightened by any fear, that is being respectful toward your husband, but not giving in to intimidation, nor allowing yourself to be led into sin, nor to be harmed. But you see, the emphasis is without being frightened. And I believe the scripture which we read earlier on will be more appropriate, which says, and, and in nothing terrified. Do you get it? Yes. And in nothing terrified. And in nothing terrified. And in nothing astonished or amazed. Because if you are astonished or if you are amazed, if it happens to you, you are now going to enter into self-defense. You are now going to enter into self-preservation. You are now going to make sure that you guard yourself, you guard your interest, you guard your ambitions, you guard your goals. You, you, you look out. Listen to me. Do you, have you read a scripture which says that Eve was deceived? But Adam was not. Have you read that scripture before? Yes. It's in Timothy. Ask yourself, why was Eve deceived and why was Adam not deceived? Do you know what? Do you know why? How many of you know what? Can you give me the people? Give me my people, please. Do you know why? Do you know why? Do you, do you want to know why? Yes. When, when the serpent, when the serpent came. It or he went to lie on the tree. The very thing, the very thing that God said they should not eat from. Now, when Eve, Eve's understanding was that the tree 
it holds so much dread. I mean, it's so dreadful. It's so fearful that God says, and remember, he re she received this instruction or this direction from who? Adam. That, that's right. Adam was told that you shall not eat from it, right? Yes. yes. When Adam told Eve, Eve understood it that this tree, eh, if don't even come close to it, let alone touch it. But you see, the instruction was just not to eat it. So when she saw the serpent was lying on the tree, sitting <laughs> on the tree, hanging on the tree, and then the serpent took out the, uh, the fruit and ate it, and nothing happened to him, to, to, to the serpent. Ah, what? <laughs> so when he came, he said, did God say, did God say that you shall not eat of it? He said, yes, 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 yes. God said we should never eat of it. Not touch it. Touch it. Yeah. But the serpent was touching it. Mm -hmm. uh, anytime you are, anytime you are prompted to exaggerate anything, you have already been overtaken by darkness. <laughs> anytime you are prompted to, to, to exaggerate anything, you have already entered into error. This is just by the way, anyway. I mean, this is a little bit high up there, but. And so now, now, the truth which she knew, she knew, was shaken to its core. Do, do, do you get it? Yeah. Because she believed that you can't even touch it. Let alone eat it. Now, another, another being is touching, no touching, eating, nothing's happening. That is why. So from there, the serpent said, as soon as you enter into that place, everything that the enemy uh, says, or clutch you. Why? Because now you are going to wage war with the armor of darkness because you have lost the armor of light. The armor of light is the word. And because that word has been brought to nothing, you have only one thing, the armor of darkness, which is yourself. And so when she looked, that is when, she has been looking at, she has been seeing it all the time. You know that? Yeah. Yeah. When she looked, then she saw that it was pleasant to the eyes. Listen to me. This how this how sin is. This how sin works on all of us. This how sin works on all of us. The moment the enemy is able to attack the word of God to you, that word is taken away from you, and the armor of light is gone away from you. What you have now is the armor of darkness. So now you're going to wage war with the enemy on his terms. Does that make sense? Yes. And so she was drawn into the kill. So she looked and she saw that it was good to the eyes. It was good for food. It was something that is desirable to make one wise. So the lust of the eyes began to work. The lust of the flesh began to work. The pride of life began to work. Ask yourself, if she needed wisdom, who would give her wisdom? God. When your child wants to needs to walk, whose bedding is on is it on? The parent. Exactly. Exactly. No matter how much the child wants to walk, that bed is on him. We are children of God, and there is never a bed. That is why when you say that you are complete in Christ, if that word, that scripture 
lifts you and you begin to see what you can do to help yourself. You're, you're already gone. You have come out of the armor of light. Am I, am I talking to you? I'm just talking. Is that above your head? Yeah. So when God says that I am with you, th this is enough. This is enough. Wow. When God says that, when God says that, I make you to triumph in every matter, in every place, in everything that you are doing. I make you prosper. So when the difficulty comes, all you say, I know the one in whom I believe, who makes me triumph in all things. Hallelujah. Amen. But when that word, when the enemy is allowed to poke holes, so that now you begin to, you begin to have a questionable outcome. In everything, you have only one outcome. It's what God said. Everything. No matter how it's playing before you. No matter how it's playing before you. The outcome is that God has already made a provision for this to turn for my good. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. When the enemy is able to cause you to have a questionable outcome. Where now? I'm not so sure. Is it going to work? This marriage. I've tried hard. I've done my best. Uh, I don't know. I've gone back and forth. I'm tired. Uh-huh. Now you are considering a questionable outcome. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is my child. Uh, I'm tired. Everything I need to be done, I've done it. He's not responding. So stubborn. But the sure promise of God is that your children shall dwell in peaceable habitation. So you see, you see, no matter what is happening, no matter where they are, many powerful men of God who have even passed on, they got the revelation. They received that word that it was their mother, sometimes their grandmother, who prayed. And at the point, at their weakest moment, when drugs, drugs, and women, and, and all those things, crime and everything, had consumed them miraculously, somewhere being put in jail, in jail. A lottery is played, and he, uh, he is the one who comes out, and you, you, you think by chance. No, 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 no. It's God who is working. He's making all things together because the grandmother lay hold and laid hold on the father's promise that you, you gave me, you gave me word. I stand by your word. As I'm dying, I am still standing by your word. Grandmother dies. 30 years later, the boy comes into Christ. Powerful man of God, anointed, called of God, working in his destiny. How come? How come? Because somebody laid hold of the promise of God and it should not fail. Hallelujah. Amen. So it doesn't matter what is happening or what is not happening. It doesn't matter how stubborn, how some way. Oh, please. Can you trust God to bring it to fulfillment? So why are you going to slide? Why are you going to go back? Why are you going to go back? Because of frustrations? Has he said it? And shall he not do it? You know, I'm going to end right now. I tell you. So, so, you know, Bishop says something. He said, he says, don't be surprised by anything. It is not everything that you know. You are still learning and you are still growing in the Lord. He said, I remember one time when I was traveling to Tamale, a town in the northern part of Ghana. 
I was driving with the pastors of our branches in Kumasi, Zurich, and a Canadian trainee pastor. On the highway, two bicycle riders suddenly crossed my path. I had to apply the brakes immediately in order to avoid hitting them. When I did this, my car began to skid. And before I could say Jack Robinson, we were somersaulting in the air. The car eventually rolled to a halt some 30 meters off the road. We were now literally upside down with the wheels of the car in the air. When we all came out alive and well, I must admit that I was surprised and almost angry with God. Why <laughs> should God allow, allow such a thing to happen to us? Didn't he know that we were all pastors traveling only to do more of his work? Mm. However, a few days later, the Spirit of God ministered certain things to me privately. One thing I can tell you that he said to me was, instead of being angry and surprised, you should be grateful that I have allowed this to happen in order to draw your attention. Now, I don't know about that, but what I'm trying to say is that uh, what, what, I want you, what I want you to know is that, is that anything that happens in your life, don't be overcome with astonishment. Are you with me? Yes. You'll be forced to question God's faithfulness. You'll be forced to question God. Where were you? You are. You are see all. You see all things. You can do all things. Why didn't you fix this issue? Listen to me. You are entering into error because the one whom you call Lord, He is Lord. Meaning that His oversight is far wilder than this. Your your myopic understanding. You you only see this. Like, 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 like when the angel told uh, Lot, go, head towards the mountain, don't look back. Don't look back. That's all. But the woman's heart was still with the things that made her life more comfortable and pleasant. She mm -hmm. looked back. That was the end. That was the end of her. So we don't know the things that are for our peace. We don't know the things that are for we fulfilling God's destiny in our life. We don't know. But everything that happens in every day of our lives, God is the one who is going to engineer them all and make them work together for those who love the Lord. Meaning that they embrace every one of his ways. Why? Every one of his ways is perfect. They love. To love God is to love his word. His word says this. He says it's enough. Like Abraham. All he had was, go to a place I will show you. It's enough. Uh, 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 Enoch. Build an ark. Build an ark. Noah. Uh, sorry. I mean, Noah. Build an ark. It's enough. They made mockery of him for years. And he still was. I mean, I don't know how he was able to. <laughs> anyway. He, and how to even get these animals. Animals. Look. Do you know that at that time, animals also fought among themselves. Because they were prey and predators. Do you know that? Yeah. How can you get. A lion and a lamb in the same place. Hey. <laughs> it, it was so mysterious, mystical. <laughs> yeah. But this guy, because God has spoken it, it was enough. And mm -hmm. how, see, God is the one who brought the oversight that this lamb it shall dwell peaceably with this lion. Right. Hey. I have already spoken. Hey, yeah. that's why he said that I will make even your enemies to love you. <laughs> I will make, but we are trying to, to either cut off the enemies or trying to get them to like us. God, listen, listen you're going to make, make, it, make it muddy. I will mm -hmm. do it. 
I will do it. Oh, I mean, you, you must love this God. I mean, what else do you want in life? <laughs> ah. Let's pray, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. Father, we thank you. Yes, Lord. We bless your holy name. We thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. We affirm our trust in you. We affirm our trust in your power to save and to deliver and to heal. That indeed you are our strength. You are our high tower. You are our deliverer. You are our shield. You are the one who teaches us. You teach our hand to war and our, 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 our feet and our hands to fight you teach us, Lord. You cause us to triumph over what the enemy brings our way. Because your life is in us. Your spirit is in us, Lord. Your power is at work to work through us, Lord. For Jesus Christ is our Lord. And his life over us and in us. It's our greatest regard. It's all that we have. We are made complete in him. Oh, Father, help us by your spirit to acknowledge this. Every moment, every second, may our focus never depart. May we wait, may we fight, may we labor to enter into this knowledge that we may know rest. For it is in that knowledge, fighting the enemy from every front, Lord, to prevent him from causing us to take our focus from him, Jesus, to focus on us. And so your instruction to us is that we should labor, we should fight to enter into the rest. For Jesus is the rest. Jesus is our rest. Oh, Lord, let nothing take us away from this knowledge. Let nothing take us away from this revelation. Oh, Holy Spirit, engage us. Show us. Teach us. Bring us dreams and visions. May we encounter our life, our king. May we encounter him in the night, Lord. May we have dreams of him invading, leading, directing, speaking, assuring, confirming that he is with us, that he will lead the way. For he is our shepherd. He will lead us into great, wonderful pastures. Oh, show us how to respond to his love, for he's lovely. Show us how to respond to his faithfulness, for he is faithful. Teach us, teach us, teach us, Spirit of the Lord. Teach us to have great regard for his being and for his presence, for his power, for his wisdom, for his counsel. I will never trust in ourselves. For let he, let, let, let he that think that he stands. Let he that think that he can stand on his understanding. Let him take heed. Lest he fall. I mean, we our trust and our understanding be in him. For God has made him to be unto us. Wisdom. For wisdom is a person. Righteousness is a person. He's our righteousness. Understanding is a person. He is our understanding. Holiness is a person. Jesus. And he is our holiness. May we be found in him. Today. Forever. All the days of our lives. Father, we thank you. And we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say amen. 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 Wow. Let's take um let's take out well before I take communion. You know, I don't know if there's anybody who is watching, who is joining.
who, who, who has not received this life. It belongs to you. It was done for you 2,000 years ago, even before you were born. All you have to do is just receive that which belongs to you. And when you receive it, you have received the life of the Son. And now it's no longer you who will live. It is Christ himself who will live through you. And the Holy Spirit will now have access to bring you into the experience of this life. So receive him. So if you are there, say with me. If it is your heart desire to engage this life, which rightly belongs to you, say with me, Heavenly Father, thank you that you sent your son to me to deliver me from who I was, to bring me into who you purposed me to be. The life which I was is no more. The life which you purposed for me now has come into being, and I receive this life. Jesus is his name, and I receive him as Lord, and I crown him. I receive my Savior, and I crown him as Lord. Devils, demons, powers of darkness, hear me today. I announce that you have no right, no access to me. For he who died saved me from your power over me. And in his resurrection, he has brought me into life. And I receive the offer of love graciously shown me. And you have no right to touch me, nor my household, nor my bloodline. For the blood of Jesus Christ answers to you squarely. Take your hands off. My life and all that appertains to my name. For I belong to the Father. And Jesus Christ is my Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it's a nice prayer. If you have prayed that prayer, God has heard you and God will manifest himself to you. Well, let's take our communion, please. Wow. Take communion. And when you're taking this communion, please, you have only one recourse to think about Jesus. The body that was broken, it is his body. The affliction, the torment, everything that had to be paid, he paid for it for you. He did not do it for himself, he did it for you. So it is insulting not to acknowledge the benefits that the broken body has brought. It belongs to you. It doesn't matter what you did last night. It doesn't matter what you did this morning. For the rights of the Father belongs to the Son, not by virtue of the Son's obedience. It's by virtue of sonship. Today, as you take this body, call to remembrance that you have been made a son because of the obedience of the righteous Son. Now lift up the body and say with me, the body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. As you drink this blood, you are calling to remembrance the blood of God himself. The blood of God himself that purchased you, paid for everything. The ransom has been fully paid, overpaid, for it is the blood of God himself that has paid for you, that has washed you, that keeps washing you, that keeps presenting you unto himself. So that when he looks at you, he doesn't see you. He sees his son. That is why he calls you son. Lift up the blood and say with me, the blood of Jesus Christ. 
the blood of Jesus. Please drink the blood. Listen, as you begin to understand,